Roger Moore is James Bond, 007, in Ian Fleming's Live and Let Die. My name's Bob. James Bond. Names is for tombstones, baby. Waste him now. James Bond is back, and wherever he drops in, it can mean only one thing. Trouble! This is the Bond adventure with more excitement, more action, more danger, and more. Much more. Roger Moore as James Bond, 007. Seven is on a worldwide manhunt. The body count is going up. And where Bond stops to visit, he leaves his mark on everything. They'll kill you. They will kill us. That was lesson number two, togetherness. Is that time before we leave for lesson number three? Absolutely. exciting 007 adventure of them all. Welcome to Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm Mark Kelly. And it's our 50th year, Kel. Boo! Hey! Boo! <laughs> it's sort of hey! hey. Boo! At the same yes. time. It's a year of celebrating 1973, and our podcast is 14 years old next month. 
that's crazy, isn't it's it? It's mad, isn't it? Mad. Especially because when you think about it, it was the most informal way we did it. It was never really planned, was it? Not really, no, thinking about it. I mean, I was just a miserable fuck out, and you said you're going to do something. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It was just like, well, I can miserable get all right, or do something, <laughs> talk about films, and then it's Let's just talk like, about your favourite subject. Yeah, and then it just came on. Yeah, it just rolled on. I can't believe it was 14 years. But actually, in, in essence, though, we, it was a bit longer than 14 years, but as people know, we deleted two episodes at the, at the beginning of that. Because I think I did a tester in December uh, 2008, yeah. uh, just to get the iTunes It was when Big Pat Magoon was... Uh, Big Pat Magoon died there, in yeah. January yeah, yeah. 2009, and, and then we... Uh, yeah, so, yeah, for 14 years. But yeah, we are celebrating 1973, and regular uh, listeners will know that we're, every month we're going to do a film from 1973. Today we are doing, Cal... Live and let die. And we have we have the machine, Cal. We have the very expensive waffle on producer the randomizer. The, the randomizer. There it is. Look at it in its glory. <laughs> oh, oh I, t- I tell you what, oh, no yeah, expense yeah. has been spared yeah, 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 on that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mr. K will be uh, will be pulling it out once yeah, again at the end of the show. I'm not even gonna. <laughs> I'm not going to rise your old Roger Moore to put on time today. We've got to do some Rogers and we're going to be rogering all the way through yeah, yeah, these yeah. podcasts. Now, 1973, Kel, actor who died in 1973, one of your favourite actors, martial artist. Bruce Lee died, Bruce yeah, Lee yeah, died yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah. 1973. Oh. Um, I've, got, I've got 12 written out there, look. 12 written out. Actress born in 1973. Uh, I think you quite liked her. She was in Natural Born Killers. And also Cape Fear. Uh, uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh. No. no, 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 no. Oh, very close on the Jays there. Yeah. Uh, was married to, uh, sorry, was the daughter of um, uh, Clint Eastwood's regular partner. Uh, yeah, films. it was uh, Sandra Locke in it. No, 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 no. He's, he's, he's the man, he's the father of this woman. He was in a lot of films. Oh, it's... Uh, oh, it's... No, it's... Jeffrey Lewis, Lewis uh, Juliet Lewis, yeah. Juliet Lewis. Oh, Lewis. Juliet there Lewis. you go. And on an up, up note, Michael Caine weds Shakira Baxi in 1973. Uh, she was 25, he was 40. And not a lot of people. No, no, that was <laughs> So there you go, there's, there's some treats for you. So now, um, we got, a, before we delve into the, uh, the Bond thing, uh, we've got some huge thanks uh, going out to Hubert Norm. I, I love the name Hubert. Hubert is a, a, it's a brilliant name. That's a brilliant name, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, brilliant name. That stands out from the crowd, Hubert does. Uh, it's either Noel or Noel. Uh, he has donated to Waffle on Cow, which is very kind of him. Very and good, also though. Stuart Stroke, Neil Morgan, who regularly gives us a tip on our plate of soup. So thank you to Hubert and thank you to Neil, yeah. uh, which is, you know, always welcome. Never expected, but always welcome. This is a of our life, really. Really? Yeah. <laughs> if anybody yeah. would like to uh, to donate, you can do. We never ask for it, really, do we? Yeah, yeah. But you can go to the waffleon.podbean.com. There's a donate button there, so go for it. Kel, what else has been going on in your life since December to January? Anything good? Uh, no, no. you got to be bald, Yeah. Anything? Not, uh, you know, no, I've done a lot. I've been watching... Shit loads of films. That's what I've been doing mm-hmm. lately. And I'll tell you the, the best thing, like you know, I've been going banging on about it. Now, <laughs> I was gonna put on the I was gonna put on the waffle on about this because uh, I'm a big yeah. big reader. Yeah. That sounds like it's gonna be like a vintage out there, Bill. We're glad we got ourselves a reader. Right. <laughs> and for Christmas, off my sister-in-law, I had 
the Quentin Tarantino book, Ooh. Cinema Speculation. Mm. And anyone who's into Tarantino, or not just into Tarantino, like I told you, you'll find yourself arguing against it. <laughs> but it is truly an amazing book about film mm. where, you know, if you're into film and you're not bothered by what, the, what you're taught in film studies, which is about Truffaut and all these kind of, the French New Wave... But if you're like me, I suppose you as mm. well, where you're more into B-movie and genre mm-hmm. things, mm. and it talks about them in the same kind of way, it makes you feel really good that you didn't waste your life when you're young watching all this stuff. Which, is, you what, think which it, is what we did. Yeah, which is what we did. <laughs> and it is such a good book, and it is the most odd book because it's part... I don't even want to call it biography. Is it a biography in film? Biography yeah, in what, I'd in say what more like a biography yeah. in film. Like you get them programs on BBC Four at your Sky yeah, Arts. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's more about his film love. Starts off when he was a kid, and he got into films. Then it's about making the films. Then he reviews films. Then he'll also do films where he, how he would have done it differently, mm. which is really, really interesting. And he would have done Taxi Driver and all that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. But to anyone who's out there, and I know a lot of people don't like QT, I can understand because he's very self-important. Name your dog director who isn't. That's what you want, really, don't you? Yes. You want someone who's got a good vision, isn't you? You want a vision? You don't want someone yeah, who's yeah. just going to phone but it it's in. Like I'm, on the, I'm on the last two chapters now, and I've just got into Billy Escape from New York. Ooh. Right, and Escape from Alcatraz. Oh, we haven't. Have we done? No, we haven't, have we? Exactly. When I was reading it last night, I was reading Escape from Alcatraz. Have we, done, have we done Escape from New York? I have we? Oh, I don't know. This have. is our way. Our memories. Oh my god. Anyway, just, so I, I, that's I, I, what I've been doing. I've just been reading that and watching films because it just makes you. But the problem is, as I've been telling you, mm. you can't like being in Britain. What's the problem being in Britain? You can't get anything. Because no. we are shit at selling our own films. Yeah, I mean... I don't you, know why this is. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing is that I, I found a film that was on... I can't remember what it was now. Oh, no, I went and bought it for Christmas, didn't I? I got the Stanley Baker film. Uh, uh, yeah. I can't remember what it's called now. That's great. But anyway, um, and the only reason why I ended up finding that was because after we'd done Robbery, I thought to myself, you know what? I need to look at some more Stanley Baker yeah. films. There's not loads of me for the films that you can no. get. Him can't, it's it's yeah, cheaper, isn't it? And a network, because like I keep saying to you, yeah, I know, I know. but the trouble is, it's a oh, it's it's a it's just a, a bottomless pit yeah. of glory because you end up right. going there. And like I said to you, the trouble is. I made a list. Like I said to you, that Edgar Wright book. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I've oh, got it. Sorry, not the Edgar Wright book. Yeah, yeah. the fact that yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you've yeah. got red on you. It's like the Tarantino book. It's like you're reading it. And a bit like what it was when I was reading that um, book on Oliver Reed. Uh, You end up writing these films down and going, man, that film looks interesting. That looks really interesting. I watched that documentary the other day about Robert Downey Jr.'s dad. And I'm there going, man, that looks like an interesting... It looks dodgy, but it looks like a good film. And but before you know, you got a list. And if you add it all up, not uh, done that. I put it in the basket. It's a lot of money. And I had about 150 quid on there, thinking, oh, no. on a minute, we can't afford the heating at the moment. No. And timing it. It is. This time. is my. I've got a. Oh, th- did you think the older you get, you thought the older I get, the more time I'm going to have? Less. I, I don't. Because you're tired, so you get to bed earlier. Mm. That's what it is when you're a kid. You stop up late watching films and, and yeah. before school, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. You watch films till one in the morning and get up at nine. But as you get older, you're tired, mm. and you're living with someone who wants to have a different than just spend all day watching right, you, you mean You mean a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, you don't have time to watch them, and that's my problem. I've got yeah. big backup of stuff at the moment, so I'm having a big binge on Friday, because my wife going, you're watching these films, you're thinking, because you're sitting down there watching yeah. the telly, I can't do it. 
That's why you need to get your... I mean, I've got a room upstairs where I can go to and just watch stuff if I want to. But then I get called antisocial. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing up here? Well, I'm you watching... Can't. You're watching, I don't know, that candy that was on, which is not my cup of tea. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, hey, you know, they look, look good. Actually... Well done, yeah. Oh, the 80s style. Yeah, really they got good, the 80s style really good. So I went upstairs. But the thing is, what I found as well is, I like the other day, I thought, well, I'm going to sit down. I was going to watch that um, squeeze yeah, that you yeah. recommended. I thought, well, I'm going to watch that squeeze on YouTube. And I sat down and I was so tired. I just thought, you know what? I just need some like, half an hour. And then you end up just watching some kind of, just a television program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I thought, well, man, is this what it's going to be like? Are we going to get to retire and then we just sleep? Yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's a good thing when you get retired. That's why a lot of retirees, mm. they'll get cinema passes or whatever passes. And you spend all your time watching films. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that part of it. That part of it. But no, you're right. It's if you've got it in you. To get up and go. To get up and go. And then you'll probably get mugged in the cinema. Yeah, yeah. Genius. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything to add, frankly. Yeah. It's I, been I a really... Spent... Like I said, we were talking, weren't we, last year? Let's hope the year start better. And it's actually started off worse for me. <laughs> what, you mean teeth-wise? No, there's lots oh. of things like, you know, we had... Someone's got ill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of oh, course, death, family. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, the bloody yeah. brother. What happened yeah. to my, and it's all he's thinking, fucking hell, it's been looking two weeks into the year, yeah? Oh, yeah, no. I, I tried to blank a little bit of that, really, but now you've raised it up, that's really lowered the tone. It's true, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it has. I mean, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Lucy Dan South, asked us about the waffle on live and all that, which we are. We are, we do. The only thing is, I turned around and said to look, I, I can't plan anything until I know that the train strikes are going to happen because I don't want to go, yeah, all right, and guys, because we've got people from up north, from London, from Southampton, from Manchester, yeah, yeah. from Norfolk, uh, and Wales who want to come. And it's like, I don't want to say, yeah, it's this. And then we organise it, and then the trains on strike, and you go, brilliant. Yeah, like know. this year, being in Birmingham, the train yeah. was terrible. Just awful. Absolutely. There's no trains for a month, none anywhere. No, nothing. That? Couldn't get anywhere. To fly. I mean, for me, it weren't too bad because I was able just to hide out in home. But yeah, yeah. You know, it, it sucks. But thankfully, we've got the 73 years to do. Because it is a truly and amazing year for films. It's amazing. And the matter thing is, it's so good. We've already done loads of films, a couple of films from 73. Mm-hmm. In our normal. Yeah, thing, normal, normal, normal. It's that good, isn't it? But also, it's gonna, because we're doing a whole year of 1973, which hopefully doesn't alienate people, but it also means that we, every now and again we keep seeing films that are coming on and we're going, oh, we've got to talk about that. Which means we're already building up. Next year... We've done that already, haven't we? Yeah, we can talk about that, yeah. Okay, what do we do before we talk about this subject? I think... Come on. Is it the best, is it the best Bond theme? Ooh, you know, ah, I've got to say, it definitely breaks the trend of Bond films. Uh, yeah, I always say, right, that Emma was saying this, my wife, when watching it with me, that... Can I say, the, though, it's a secondary Bond film, because the theme, because the, the obviously is the Bond, the James Bond theme. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, the thing. Yeah, it's kind of thing, you could, you know, that I think a lot of the other Bond film themes, you listen to maybe on a Bond CD before the yeah. things, like you did when it got maybe played on the things, <laughs> yeah. right? Right, that. But this... I think you could have it come on your on your finger, and you wouldn't even have to know it was a band theme. It's a really good song. It is. It Apart is, from the Guns N' Roses version, it was bloody awful. What that? Reggae, reggae. <laughs> what is that? It's not a reggae. Remember, remember that as well. What is that? <laughs> yeah, because it's a kind of reggae song as it is. Yeah. But it's like that was even worse. But no, it is a fantastic record. And you know what I like? Hmm. It's is this the only band theme where the band theme is sung in the film? Uh, no, because Matt Monroe, uh, the Matt Monroe thing from Russia We Love, 
he's, he's only instrumental at the beginning of it, but on the radio, when he's, yeah, uh, yeah. he's courting his... Bear in mind, Bond had a girlfriend in from Russia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sylvia Trench from yeah, Doctor yeah, Night. Yeah, yeah. They're in the boat, love it, a bit of kissing again, and it's on the radio. Ah, right. So. But not like this where Zach's performed by someone else, the black woman in the... Yes, the, in the clips. That really soul version of it yeah, is just yeah, fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah. Which is a brilliant thing. It's a brilliant. Yep, this yeah. is written by Paul and Linda McCartney, performed by Wings, and of course produced not by John Barry, but by George Fifth Beetle Martin. Yep, it's a title tack, Live and Let Die. When you were young and your heart was an open book, you used to say, ever-changing world in which we live in makes you give in and cry say live and let die John Barry do that then? It's Macca, isn't it? Let's get George Martin in. Yeah, yeah, I suppose Because so. George Martin knows how Macca works. And, uh, and get, have you still not done Get Back yet? I know you're not a massive I'm not simply, it's like some, I know Ray was saying, I think you'd probably fall asleep after about half an hour. <laughs> so, I love the music, but it's all the other yeah. stuff. To be honest with you, you know what? You could skip part one, because in three parts, 
because part one's in Twickenham and it is a bit drawn out. Part two's in Alien Apple Studios and part three's the rooftop. Oh, right. Uh, or just want to watch the rooftop. The rooftop, yeah, I like that, yeah, yeah. But yeah, done by um, Paul McCartney. Um, so, um, yep, this is uh, Live and Let Die, directed by Guy Hamilton. Uh, for some reason. Oh, yes, right. Now, Guy Hamilton, born 16th of September 1922 Ooh. in Paris, France. Uh, died 25th April 2016, aged 93 in Mallorca, Spain. Incredible peripheral uh, prolific director. Did you know did he you doubles for Orson Welles in The Third Man? Did he? He did indeed. There what a go. bizarre thing to... Which, just because to show that Orson Welles... Didn't do an awful lot in that film. I think he probably doubled for him during the running under in the subway, in, yeah. in the sewer system. But that was it, yeah. But it's that thing, like Brando, he only has to be in the film five minutes and he's yeah, done that to make his film. He just, it's not about, it's like the, the main, the, I love the third man, but the main character, right? No one knows about, and it's like, oh, it's the main, he's, a bit, he's the weakest point of it, even though but it's the main. He's supposed to be the weakest point That's the point, though, isn't, isn't it? That's, it? Thing, yeah. That's why it's like when I first watched that film, it's like, well, where's Orson Welles? Because you do, you just assume mm. Orson Welles is going to be in that film. All the way through. It's just what the end of it. just when he comes out of the shadows. It's, amazing. it's amazing, isn't it? It's like what we were saying about, um, unfortunately, I can't remember the, the, the DOP, but he passed away, he did The Exorcist. Oh, yeah, yeah I know. Kind of thing. It's like, His oh my gosh. fucking back catalogue is insane. Oh, it is. Insane. So, Hamilton followed uh, this, his first James Bond film was Goldfinger in 1964. And uh, this one is—he was said he was quite happy to uh, mix the action adventure and sexual innuendo with black humour in this in this film, along with a bit in uh, Goldfinger. He directed other stuff: Funeral in Berlin with Michael Caine, Battle of Britain, 1969, Diamonds Are Forever, The Man with the Golden Gun. Uh, he claimed in a much later interview that he had instructed Roger Moore not to mimic Sean Connery's rendition of Bond, uh, and he said the only Bond film he regretted making was Golden Gun. Which is unusual because I think the man with the gold guns are brilliant. I know it's not liked by a lot of band fans. I don't quite I really like, like it. I love the theme tune by Lulu. Mm. So funky. Also incredibly double on time for those. Yeah, and it's got Crystal in it. That's got Crystal in it. And Nick Nat. And Nick Nat. I know it's very like that. But I know a lot. I just <laughs> like it because I think it's the most personal bond where he's after to kill Bond. He wants to kill Bond. It's not megalomaniac. Did no. you want to take over? Well, there is a bit of megalomaniac with the, with the big laser, which is I'm not under the show. But man, he wants to kill fucking Bond. Mm. The thing is, yeah, because he's like the match. That is going to be the same. The thing is, though, is that again, like this film and with the man with the golden gun, it's it's very much written for Connery. You can kind of tell the violence. Was for Connery as well? She, yeah, I kind of think it is because it sort of makes sense. Tries to break that girl's arm. Yeah, and that more doesn't more. Well, that's not that's not more, is it? Um, so he came out on uh, when did he come out? I'm not sure I had that written down here. Yeah, anyway, 1973. Yeah, 27th of June uh, in the United States and the 12th of July over here. Always oh, saw you know when he comes out in America a little bit. Uh, it is based on Ian Fleming's book, but the screenplay is by Tom Mankiewicz. Have you ever read the book? I'm halfway through it. It loads different. Obviously, the time period, but is it? It's not. I mean, well, I can't say all of it because I've only read half of it. But what I will say is, is it that, the same with the because it couldn't have had the the black exploitation yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh well, there is because you got to remember it was right in the fifties and there was a lot of black exploitation in the fifties in novels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say, because all like, the Harlan stuff couldn't have been in there with the. There is a bit, but I think the main thing is obviously where it's set in Orleans and all that. It's still the drug thing. thing. It's yeah. still the, it is the drug I think thing. So. I'm going to have to restart it. The only thing is, is that what I found a little bit hard to read is because everyone's like. 
called a negro or negress. You're on about this, yeah. You know, like there's a bit where it says, uh, and there was a beautiful negress who was driving the car. And like I said to you, I said, is this, is this acceptable? For, I know we said we weren't going to over-talk about no, it. No, we were going I think it's impossible not to talk about it because I, I think it is some of the things in it, and it's, you know, it was cashing in on black exploitation. There's absolutely. no doubt that. Which is so weird because black exploitation was cashing in on other things and that was cashing yeah. in on that. It's like I said to you, I said, in, is black exploitation classed as a bad thing because it's made a lot of black actors very not the world of suddenly were made rich but well known like Richard Roundtree Pam Grier of course all this kind of stuff and we went to Pam Grier and she loved it no and of course we went and saw that the other week and I'm thinking this can't be a bad thing because it's bringing it back out but then again I'm not black and I, I'd like to I'd like to know what any of our any of our listeners who are black would have you know of that because we got we got into trouble didn't we of saying is it a, do you say a person of colour or a black I'm just saying a black actor right? I'm just that's how we say it. certainly not going to say the, uh, the but of course in the book it's very much Negro oh this Negro came out and I that know, was the word then wasn't that it that was the word now. and also what like we pointed out the word honky is yeah. used quite a lot in this film about white people so yeah, it's yeah. kind of like I think he balances out a bit and also come on man they look super cool they look, they look so. Baron Samadhi in this film is like, he's like ultra cool, man. Do you know, I think when I think, when I talk about fashion, I think there's only one outfit in this film that doesn't look right on Roger Moore. That's that light, light, light blue denim jacket and flares he's got on. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't sit right on him, does it? No. He looks really uncomfortable with it. It's no. got like a wife beater on underneath yeah. it, you know? And it's like, a, it don't fit right on his shoulders, no. does it? No, that's clearly, that's when they're doing the ship, the fishing thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think obviously that was fashion. I thought Roger Moore was always better wearing a suit, weren't wearing he? Wearing a suit, yeah. He's also, it should be pointed out, the uh, first James Bond to do the gumball sequence without a hat. Is he? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. There's three different versions of Moore, I think. Uh, this one he does another one because in the in the eighties he's got still got massive flares you yeah. know it's the same way also pre two p two p yeah how old was he when he was doing this Roger Moore forty three I so think. that is mad really isn't it? because Connery was quite young weren't it Connery was young yeah he was four, ooh maybe forty five forty five to start doing a to bond. start doing Bond but he didn't he looks good in it doesn't he that's just basically it's one hundred twenty one minutes which is a perfect time as we say when it comes to films yeah. A budget of seven million made one hundred and sixty-one point eight million at the box office, and it was deemed a failure. Was it? Yep. At the time, it was deemed a failure um, because of people saying, "Oh, it's a hard thing to come out." George Lazenby come out and didn't do very well on the Magic Secret Service. The economy, of course, had come back for Diamonds Are Forever. Um, he was offered the role back. Well, that's in our trivia thing or something. Like that. But he was wasn't deemed a success. Although monetary wise, of course, it was, and people became. It's a bit like Bond films now under Daniel Craig that like. Critically, not that lot, but they, they've all made money, now, apart from the last one. But that was because he'd come out twice, hadn't it? And also, the fact that it's also it's shit. <laughs> you know, my wife, when first time watched that at Christmas, she was so fucking angry that film. Well, the, she's like, "That's not fucking Bond. No. Who's that?" Also, the thing is, it's, we was so severely cut on telly. I don't know why they did it. Yeah, you're on about this. He was yeah. so. I refuse to watch it anyway because I won't watch Bond on TV. If I, if you know what I do, yeah, if it's on bank holiday, I'll go and put the blue. Yeah, it's so badly cut. And also, there's some bits in it which are pretty no, good. I, I do Sicily, like Sicily, amazing. Oh, that's so Sicily, good. amazing. Yep. And it's a film that goes downhill really quick. What's well, so the whole thing about Vesper and him being blow, uh, blown up from there? And then he's. Well, how, come, how come he's no, holidaying no. on an island where her grave is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and yeah. one of the worst baddies of all fucking time. Which is a shame because they're all He's terrible. Yeah. He don't make it. It's not even that much of a villain, really. No. Is there anything? Yeah, uh, he's brilliant when he's got that mask on. 
But it's just, and I like the way that, that they, you know what, the bit where he injects Bond so that he can't go anywhere near Rest Madeline it. again, like, yeah, oh yeah, Madeline. he's a really good point. And you could have that. He's got a child, but you can never see that child. Yeah. Extra pain for Bond. I quite like that. Killing him, bullshit. Fucking bullshit. Egotistical bullshit, that is. Back on your crime. I reckon that's what Dan, uh, Danny Boyle didn't want to do. Yeah. But, oh no, kill him because I'm the best Bond. No, you didn't. You no, you're not the best Casino Bond. Casino Royale, cracking Bond, the rest of them is No, shit. like I said, so I said, they've had five, you've had five films, you know, yeah. two good ones. You've had, yeah, Casino Royale and uh, uh, Skyfall. Uh, Skyfall. Really, really good. good. The others, forget them. Yeah. You don't even know what they are. I don't remember yeah. what they are. No, I mean, Pierce Brosnan, he, he, going back and watching Brosnan, you know what? He did some very good films. He was just afraid. He had some bad stories when he. he well, was Die of a Bond. Day, I think no. Die Another Day. That was the shittiest Bond ever made. No, not the shittiest Bond ever made. No, no, no. no, no, no. Yeah, well, in my opinion, which is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Sure, sure yeah. Ting, it? it stars. This course stars good old Roger Moore. I'm trying to remember. We have done a Roger Moore film, haven't we? We must have. Oh, anyway, he was born uh, 14th of October 1927. Oh, yeah, have we? No, we haven't. Oh, don't think we have actually. No, because he ain't done that many, has he? That's a bit. He ain't done that many films. We have talked about him when we did the James Bond special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome but anyway. yeah, uh, 23rd of May 2017, uh, in, uh, sorry, in St- born 14th of October 1927 in Stockwell, London, passed away. Uh, 23rd of May 2017, aged 89 in Switzerland. Uh, we have talked, we have, obviously we have talked about Roger before in the past, and because we, we, we talked about the fact that we got to see him uh, live. On, did you, you were there, weren't you? Did you come with me? I think I was there. Yeah, was that quite long a while, quite a while back? It was about 2015, I saw, I saw him live on stage in the front row. Oh, no, I didn't go there. I don't think you did I see him. I went with Peter, Peter was there. Great memories. Great memories. But that was, <laughs> that, to see what Sir Roger will say, so Roger George Moore uh, on, on stage was just, to me, it was just... Yeah, that was... Just a film. Yeah, that was a film where, yeah, where your marker came was disappointing, wasn't it? I'm not talking about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Koto played a Dr. Kananga, stroke Mr. Big, a corrupt Caliban. He's Prime a Minister Koto, Koto. because I was like an alien, I do. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Alien. Now, he was born Frederick Samuel Koto, November the 5th, 1939, in New York City. He passed away March 15th, 2021, mm-hmm. in uh, in the, uh, the Philippines. He was aged 81. He was also in Midnight Run yeah. uh, and Running Man. Oh, no, he's, a, yeah, he's amazing in Midnight Run, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, who else got? Of oh, Jane Seymour as uh, Solitaire. Hubba, hubba, hubba. No, we were talking about this, right? Because <laughs> I was going to him, look how hot she is. I said, yeah, you think about her now. If you had a girl like that now, they wouldn't, you'd never get anywhere because she looks... We were saying, this was the time when you had an English rose. And you had, she, remember, yes. remember the English rose? The English rose. Like Jan Francis in Just Good Friends. Remember Jan Francis? Yeah, she was like the English friends. rose. You don't really get like an English rose now. Because, yeah. like I said, you think she's unmade up and all that. Like, Would you, you say Joan the Lumley is an English rose? I suppose I'd when she was younger, yeah. Helen Mirren? When she was younger, yeah. yeah. Because it's that thing where it's like not overtly sexual. Just really nice looking. Pretty, 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 proper lady. You don't really get women look like that because most Mom. actresses now are overly sexualised. That's because you've said, I like the old style women. You know, the one with wombs. Yeah, yeah. Not the, the modern ones, ones with a beard and a cock. Yeah, I fucking like that. That's true. I'll get loads of hate man now. Good. Um, yeah, oh, no, I mean, she's, she's 22 at this point. 22 years of age. This is introducing her. I presume she probably done modelling work and that. Because that little thing used to happen quite a lot with Bond films, didn't it? Whether yeah. you'd have someone on the way that they'd bring them on through. On the way up. But she just kind of like, yeah, she's not the greatest of actress. But I tell you what, she has aged amazingly well. She's now 71. 
she was born Joyce Penelope Wilhelmina Frankenberg. What? Uh, in, in Middlesex, though. That's where she was born. Um, and just wonderful. A lot of our listeners and a lot of people probably know her from... Um, Medicine, Medicine, Medicine Woman. Medicine um, Queen. Is it Queen. Queen. No, that's your fucking dirty man. Is it... Dr. Qu- Dr. Queen, Medicine Woman. Dr. Queen, I've never seen her. I don't know what else she's ever been in. June. Takes up laughing at you. <laughs> uh, I don't know any other thing she's ever been in. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> I, you know what? I'm sure she's been in lots of things. Wasn't she in that one with Christopher Reeve, A Lost in Time, something in time, where they, they played, uh, he went oh, back in time, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I absolutely hated at the time when I was a kid because it's such a lovey-dovey film. Yeah. Something uh, missed in time. Or yeah, something you're like right. That. That's yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, everyone's favourite, Sheriff Clifton James plays... Sheriff J.W. Pepper and uncouth Louisiana Sheriff, I'll be honest with you, we have some clips. Of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I said a thing about him. I told you, I went on a few fan groups afterwards and like, I didn't realise how much hate there is in the bum world for him. Sorry, when I was a kid, that was a bit that I used to like the most of him because he was mm. really, really funny. He is really and funny. James of was... We were on Can I just not that world of? I think that's the thing, obviously, because we didn't see this when it was because we were born in this year. Yeah. So we were watching on new ones. But I've got a little bit of information for you about Clifton. Being to get a lot of hate, I thought I'm going to do a little bit of oh, research. He's funny. I really like it. Now, George Clifton James, born May the 29th, 1920, in uh, Spokane, Washington, what? passed away April the 15th, 2017, same year as Bloody Roger. Hell. In uh, Gladstone, Oregon. James was a decorated World War II United States Army veteran. He served as an infantry platoon sergeant with Company A, 163rd Infantry, 41st Division. Mm-hmm. He served 42 months in the South Pacific from January 1942 until August 1945. His decorations include the Silver Star, the Bronze oh. Star, and two Purple Hearts. <laughs> he's obviously of course in this film and in The Man with the Golden Gun he played a very similar characters in both Silver Streak yeah. and Superman 2 I suppose so but he's only like that bloody uh, you know the drill instructor bloke uh, from Full Metal Jacket who is it who is Edwin Simon everything he ever did uh, years earlier he portrayed a serious character in the uh, Reavers opposite Steve McQueen playing a mean corrupt county sheriff well, two well. years earlier he had portrayed a hard-nosed southern Prison floor walker in Call Hand Luke from 1967. Yeah, I love Call Hand Luke. In Juggernaut, James portrayed the district attorney who prosecuted Al Capone in the film The Untouchables. He played a Navy Master of Arms in The Last Detail, starring Jack Nicholson. Which is also a 1973 film. 1973, (laughs) which I don't think is in our list. No, no, we we cut it, didn't we? Because we were struggling. It's a great film, but there's too many better things than that. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Julius W. Harris says, Teehee Johnson, Kananga's primary henchman, who wears a pincer-tipped no, prosthetic no. arm. No, he's the worst. He's the worst prosthetic arm. It's like, it's like at least make it the same length. So obviously he's handsome there, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, couldn't be arsed. <laughs> I mean, like, why didn't they just put it up so his arm is stiff? I don't know. Because you guys just see him, like, moving his arm. Like, I don't know, it sums up the production values of Bond then, right? Yeah. It's like, look at that fucking move on. Now, he was born... Uh, as his name, August the 17th, 1923 in Philadelphia. Passed away in 2004, age 81. Um, he was also in Superfly, Black Caesar, Taken of Pelham 1, 2, Fee, and King Kong. Well, right. That's King obviously going to be his black finger credential, his black spontaneous credential. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Holder as Baron Samadhi, Kananga's henchman who has ties to the voodoo cult. Born Jeffrey Lamont Holder... 
he was born on August the 1st, 1930, in uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Passed away um, 2014, yeah. aged 84. Uh, Holden began his movie career in uh, the 1962 film All Night Long, which is Quentin Tarantino's favourite film with Big Pat McGill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was in the modern remake of Shakespeare's Othello, and he also followed that in 1967 with Dr. Doolittle. Uh, I should point out, lots of people thought he was gay because he was a dancer and a choreographer. Do you, do you know what I'm saying about him, though, right? You know where he pops up at the end, don't you? Yes. <laughs> Is that the only time you've had a supernatural element in... Yes. Because I thought... I've, I've never really thought about it before. I thought... That's the first one. There's like a supernatural well, I mean, element. Or, or is, he is that what he was? He kept faking. Well, he did. He did well, he did fall in a coffin full of snakes. snakes yeah. So I, you'd have thought, but there again, saying so that if he's handling snakes, then it may be. Yeah. Well, he's not the snake handling that. Even no. actually, in real life, he was terrified of snakes. Oh, I was yeah. yeah. He's uh, amazing, isn't he? Oh, he's a brilliant. I well, think he's one of the best Bond henchmen. But, but it's like, you're right. They don't really make any sense. What is it? But it's just because uh, it's all voodoo and terror. But you know, it's got you know, it's all that kind of stuff, isn't it? With the making dolls and, yeah, and yeah, stabbing yeah, yeah, things uh, and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. But he is, and he's a what a cracking looking guy as well, man. We, you know, tall, tall guy, masculine. You know, this is going a bit too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, David Hedison, who plays Felix Leiter in this. Of course, he turns up again as Felix Leiter in uh, Licence to Kill. Yeah. So I found out the way they killed Felix off as well in that last... Uh... No, I thought that was bullshit as well. I mean, also, for a start, Felix lost his leg in uh, Licence to Kill. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, this is, this is a, I know you're not meant to go into it. And this, they, they keep saying now that... That Daniel Craig's Bond is is its own, is world. On its own world, right? Well, how do, you, how do you account for M then with Judy Dench? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not buying it. I, there's always been a slight connection with Bond. For your eyes only, is a classic uh, thing. I'm sure it's that where uh, Roger Moore's Bond visits the grave of his, his wife. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you know it's the same character. Uh, license to kill when David Henson turns around and says oh no uh, James lost his wife yeah yeah so yeah. Timothy Dalton's Bond is the kind of Bond sorry the Lazenby Bond yeah 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 it, I know people I know you're not meant to look into it too much but I'm afraid I do and I don't like it and as far as I'm concerned I'd, I'd take the Daniel Craig films out I still can see Cinema but that doesn't work because Judy Dench is, is eminent uh, uh, anyway, anyway, let's. Suppose you can have a lot the way the Thunderball one, you know, when no, we never say never again. Yeah. The way that's a bun film, but it's on its own, isn't it? It is on its own, but you kind of do get the hint that, you know, it's still in that world because it's kind of in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind I of. I like that film quite a lot. I like that film, and he's just Thunderball, but it's got King Basinger in it. It's got an amazing fight. And it's got Pat Big Roach. Pat Roach. That fight yeah. in the underworld. No. Oh, hold on, no. What about how Pat Roach dies in that film? Oh, yeah. With just some. Bits of glass in his back. Yeah, no, that is true. But I love that. And the bit with the bloke with the milkman throwing the bombs in the milk. That's that one, isn't it? No, no, that's not that. Oh, no, 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 it's not that one. What's that one, then? No, that's um, Living Daylights. Oh, that's how I love that. that And that guy is the one who's... uh, Because he's got the... The Grace Jones music in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's got no, no, Grace. Sorry, it's, um, that's not Julian no. Sands. Is that one? Is no, 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 no. He's <laughs> gone missing, Julian Sands. Oh no, he's missing in the Warlock. <laughs> where he's gone? Where he's gone? No. Uh, what's that song? Well, everybody falls. What's that song? Anyway, oh, that, uh, that's uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, yeah. No, not the Blue Oyster Bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure that tune out. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's that's that guy who throws the milk bottles is also the one who's in Die Hard when he's trying to do the phone cables. And he comes along and cuts him with a chainsaw, and you go, nine, nine, nine. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was hanging. That's him. Oh, there you go. This is waffly facts, this is it. What did you ask about it for then? Oh, Julian Sands, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah 65, I reckon. But they think he might have come to kill himself. 
Why? Because he left, he left, he dropped, he left his phone and walked off from his phone. Well, he might have just dropped his phone. Maybe so at that point, that's where people do it. They leave the phones and go off and. Oh, really? Off it, yeah. Oh, that's a shame if you have. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, I don't. I have really signed up for the phone, him, have I? No, I only know him really from Warlock with Richard E. Grant when he had yeah. that bag with one. Yeah, that's all I've been known for. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a shame. I hope he hasn't done that. Oh, bless him. Um, yeah, going back to David Hedison, uh, he was born May the 20th, 1927 in Rhode Island, passed away, I mean, the Vaughan virtually passed away, uh, in 2019, aged 92, cracking year though. Um, Gloria Hendry played Rosie Carver, a terrible uh, junior CIA agent who's, of course, secretly working for Kananga. Bernard Lee as M, uh, he, that was a very high-pitched Bernard Lee, so uh, he nearly didn't make this film because he was, he was, this was the beginning of his starting to fall quite ill. Oh, was it? Yeah, but he, he made it for it. And, of course, he managed to, to pick up a go. And, of course, uh, Lois Maxwell as Miss Moneypenny. Again, she's passed away now, passed away as 80. And I have to bring in Earl Jolly Brown as Whisper Kananga's henchman, who only whispers. Yeah, and, like, as well, right, you don't really know what happens to him. He gets, uh, he gets no. a kick in the chest, because that's all <laughs> that much more can do. He seems, seems to be able to kick people in the chest. And he falls on the floor, and he's never seen again. Well, he falls in that container. Yeah, where the bloke with the fucking thing. thing is. He's miserly, got himself into a sack. He did get himself into a sack. How did he get there? Has I think no one noticed. <laughs> Wait a minute. He's a heavy fucking bloke here. Never this is the guy who's six foot three. <laughs> <laughs> Two holding, oh, I need to be heavy, isn't it? Yeah, he's a... Um, we also have Roy Stewart as Quarrel Jr., who's, of course, uh, Quarrel for Dr. No, and a very brief appearance from the lovely, another English word, Madeline Smith, um, who was Bond's, uh, well, Bond was sleeping with at the uh, at the beginning. So, yeah. With the well, I was going to say to you, yeah. I'm going to go further, is this the only Bond, right, mm-hmm. where Bond doesn't go into MI5 Yes. They come to him and not going to give him a message in his house. Um, ooh. I was thinking about that. Is that the only one where he don't go in, where because they come to him? The reason for that was because they wanted to get go away from the Sean Connery things. Exactly what I was yeah. going to say to you, because then it was what I said, you can see in that film what they were trying to do. Let's get rid of the, lot of the trappings from Sean yeah. Connery. The office. The office. Q. Uh, there's no Q. In yeah, this. and that's what I'd, I'd forgot there's no Q in it. Although he has one gadget, but he's already got it. He's got the watch, which he's given back because he broke on that. He also, um, you do see Bonds off, he Bonds really, room in one of the Sean Connery ones but it's the first time you actually see his apartment which is a very unusual apartment because it's a ground floor apartment because you can see trees outside yet the bedroom's on the ground floor <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a bungalow yeah yeah but yeah it's clearly meant to be some kind of London penthouse I think that's oh right thing. Uh, he doesn't smoke cigarettes he smokes cigars yeah uh, why is that it's uh, just, just to get away from Connery to get away from Connery but also Roger Moore is a cigar smoker not a cigarette smoker uh, he never orders a vodka martini. He has bourbon. Yeah, nice. There's loads of nice. Um, what else doesn't he do? Uh, and he does. He, he only you see his PK 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 uh, gun, but that gets really badly bent because you can see that it's got a line in it which is made of rubber, uh, and therefore he uses the Magnum. Yeah, in it, which is a beautiful gun. It is pretty. Like I said, it weren't because I was watching it a different way of watching it, watching it, trying to be critical about it. And you watch it, and if oh yeah, there's loads of these things. But it's so different than Bond. It's a lot, lot more like more like the. To me, this is the first drip of the first modern Bond. Yeah, doesn't wear a tuxedo either. I don't no. think in his film. Always wears a, uh, a suit and tie. Don't think he wears a tuxedo. Yeah, I love that when mm. he comes when he's like and then, yeah. The silliest bit for me is when he's on the uh, hang glider. Oh, we'll get right. to that. <laughs> we'll right, get to, we'll get it's to really it. lands right in the way. So it's like. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's brilliant. so much more, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Oh, it is safari soon. <laughs> and then just turns it inside out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. So let's go straight for the end. We've got a brand new gun barrel sequence, uh, and actually, Roger doesn't use a single hand shot on this. He actually holds his arm when he shoots, so he stabilizes and doesn't wear a hat. Um, the opening bit, the UK man, you know, the, the guy the UN man who gets killed at the beginning. Um, He's something important. I haven't wrote it down. It probably will come to me. But he's something to do with the production in the whole of that. Ah, uh, right. But I, now, this is the one thing. Why well, did you think of this? He's standing there. In that, you've been to New Orleans, haven't you? Yeah. Now, I'd love to go to New Orleans. It's right? And apparently that hasn't changed. That street is exactly no, the same, been right? Been the same, really. Um, they come around and then they, they, they lower the coffee down on the body and then they pick it up. How does that work? No, that doesn't make any sense. Because how would the things up? Is he holding on? They go, oh! But I do love the fact that he breaks into that honky tonk jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although clearly they filmed the other part of that thing on the same day. (laughs) Because they're all wearing the same clothes, but let's let's not knock it. Um, Of course, you've got the the new um, titles in which you first time you see a Bond in the title. I think it's the first time you see a a Bond in the titles because you see Roger in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like a Bender. Um, As we know, we've talked about um, Bond's house. It's got a coffee machine in this. Right, is that not like fucking Ipcus file? It's so much like the Ipcus file. Because I don't really, yeah, again, I didn't really think about it until he's obsessed with coffee in the Ipcus yeah, file, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we talk about that, haven't we? And that is just like the scene with his coffee machine, isn't it? Mm-hmm. In, in um, the second one, in it, um, not Billion Dollar Blame, what's the. A uh, few million Berlin. Funeral Berlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a great coffee machine, isn't it? It's that a brilliant is. coffee machine, it's isn't it? He's got all the gadgets in that. And I love the way Bernard Lee's just walking around and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. You get to see Madeline uh, uh, just dodge into, a, into, yeah, yeah, yeah. into the royal. We also get to see the magnetic watch. <laughs> Magnetism, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do get a, a New York car chase as well, which I actually think is pretty good. It, like I said, I think you're, you're right because it is. It must have been really weird for like maybe an older person who was used to watching. Even though Connery was tougher, the sort of Connery films have all followed their pattern, didn't they? Yeah. They did, because well, that same thing was very formulated writing then. But you're right, this is like, this is taking the things that were big then, like car chases from the yeah. French Connection, and all these things are happening. I thought we've got to put a big car chase And, in and also, there seems to be quite, quite a bit of a guerrilla filmmaker style car chase as well, because there's a lot of smashing into stuff. I mean, that, that's part of the joke, isn't it, where Felix is having to keep kind of sorting him out. But when he's, and if you notice, there's three fillet of soul places, and of course there's a fillet of soul in Birmingham now. Oh. Which, which I haven't been to yet. I'm going to have to have a fuck up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Should have done that for this podcast, thinking about it. Um, you've got the uh, OK Cold Voodoo place, which is really cool. And he buys that strange... And he's following the people. It? It's all very weird. I mean, it's, it's not very well acted either. But No, no, no. One thing I'll tell you. Some of, the, some of the acting in this is not amazing. No, no. And also a lot of, lot of overdubbing as well. Which, yeah, like a is, bit of clunky scenes that sort of don't really work. Yeah, which is a bit, bit of a shame, but still. Now, here we go for a little bit of casual racism uh, in a taxi. You've got a honky on your tail. And you can't miss him. It's like following a cue ball. <laughs> <laughs> Now, he orders bourbon and water. This is the first time you see that. Bourbon, bourbon and water, sorry. Um, and this is the first time I see Mr. Big. When he goes into that, that booth and the booth turns around. Yeah, I love yeah. the way that the guy just takes the drink and just oh, drinks no, yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, you, this is where we first, of course, get to see sol- the beautiful solitaire. Um, the way that he walks up. Now, we've got our first, our first kind of clip. So let's play the clip. I'd like something on the side as well. Information. Three men and a girl came in. 
Relax, baby. Mr. Big's gonna take care of you in a minute. Black Queen on the Red King, Miss... Solitaire. My name's Bond. James Bond. I know who you are, what you are, and why you have come. You have made a mistake. You will not succeed. Rather a sweeping statement, considering we've never met. Cards have followed you for me. Now you get ripped off in Detroit, baby. You yell out to me. You hear? Is he armed? Can't be too careful in New York City downstairs. <laughs> Funny how the least little thing amuses him. Oh, fascinating. Well, that's you quite obviously a, an amazing resemblance. Tell me, am I in there as well? Pick a card. Hand it over. You have found yourself. Oh, I'm telling you, don't go out there to L.A. and clean it up. Or I'm coming out there and clean you up, and I mean that. Is this the stupid mother that tailed you uptown? There seems to be some mistake. My name is... James is for tombstones, baby. Y'all take this honky out and waste him, now. Waste him? Is that a good thing? The meeting is over. Nothing about my future? Us? Now, I promise you'll stay right there. I, I shan't be long. So the way he walks in, and he's uh, the name's Bond, being very kind of like casual. Now, not being funny, but also he sees the confidence that Roger Moore has. I think he's yeah, yeah. got pure confidence. He walks in, he doesn't give a shit about the, the fact that there's loads of blokes standing there looking at yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. just casually walks straight, straight over to the woman and starts flirting. Yeah. Then old uh, Teehee comes out and breaks his gun, which is a bit a bit annoying because he just drops it in the bin. That's the last you see of the. Because uh, you're right, you know, them guns are so tough. Guns are. Yeah. They're really hard to bend. It. Yeah, really, but he bends really... it with his his wrist quite badly. <laughs> Mister Big comes out and uh, and tells him, uh, you know, names his tombs. So we just heard. Right, he keeps going to listen to your mother. Yeah, because your mothers. That's what he's saying. God damn you, mothers. What I want to know, right, he's been all loud and nonchalant, right, in that room, and he comes out and he tells them to waste him and goes back in there arguing. Do those people not know who he is? But this is a big thing about Bond, isn't he? He's the most famous spy in the world, but no one seems to know who he is. Yes. But also, Mr. Big's got that bad makeup on. Yeah, yeah. Which we'll, we'll get to in a minute. So, <laughs> now, 
Obviously, you've got all that kind of stuff. Bond goes wandering around. Now, we're jumping through these because everyone's seen living. Oh, yeah. So, we're just picking out the main bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about the snake and the cigar, the way he kills the snake? Do you like that bit or are you a bit kind of like, ooh? <laughs> it's completely silly. I like it. <laughs> I like it because I'm a good star. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. What's, what's, what's propelled that in there? It's, it's, it's supposed to be hairspray in it. I suppose it's supposed to be hairspray, yeah. But it's <laughs> like certainly that. good. Right? He's got his cigar. No, I think this bit is the clunkiest bit in the film. Are you not a fan of Rosie Carter no. either? No. no. I think she's terrible in it. No, I don't like the actress. I just think it's a really badly written part. Mm. Don't write. I know she's working with her, but she's still a CIA agent, and she's supposedly. Well, she is, but I mean, she doesn't. But she's scared. the worst CIA agent over, right? He just yeah. sent you over with no. He burns her arm, and we're like, it's not bothered. No. Nah. Right. And then he shags her. It's like that. Oh, yeah, but I mean, well, yeah, we'll get to that a bit later on. Bit more. But he's not as rapey as Sean Connery's Bond. No, definitely not. So no, it's no. a bit more kind of love, man. But it's the way she gets scared by the, the hat, right? The way it goes, well, it's just a man with a, a very small head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but is she, is she pretending to be scared there, or does oh, she yeah. know what's going on? So that's pretty good because you're not full free at yeah. that point. I just don't think she's the best actress in the world, no. isn't it? We do get to see a mini moak. And we also get to see Quarrel Jr. And uh, regular Bond fans will know that he's obviously related to Quarrel, who got killed in Doctor No. So I'm asking you this right now. Doctor No was what, 61, wasn't it? Yeah. I think 61, 62. Oh, man, I should know that. This is 73. So it's only 10 years later. You tell me that's his son. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I mean, oh, they all called Quarrel. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, who knows? I've been looking a bit too much into it there. I think so. I think this is a bit as well where we. Roger's a bit too much like Sean Connery on this week, where he's, he's, they've landed on that place and Rosie's with him and she starts to be scared about this thing and he goes, uh, it was convincing the first time, but uh, yeah, he just doesn't give a shit, does he? You're right. When she gets shot, he just he looks and goes, oh yeah, she's dead. Yeah, I know, because that bit, Jews, there's that bit in Skyfall, isn't there, they use that, where, where, you know, where he's got the guns. Yeah. And he's meant to shoot the thing off the shit and he just goes, oh well. Yeah. And I think that's it, but it don't seem right with Roger Moore doing it. And it does doesn't it? seem right with Daniel Craig doing it either. No, 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 I think it's of its time that was. Yeah. I mean, I do remember, um, oh, what's her name, the lady who wrote Fleabag, who also did the wine for Oh, Phoebe. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, right? Yeah. She got, there was a bit of criticism, stupid idiots, because let's face it, she's a fabulous writer. Um, they turned around and said, Oh, you're bringing her in, you're going to make Bond all no, woke. They didn't know, did the they? one thing about that is Bond is not working that film. And I, I don't like the woke you were doing. It's banded around and yeah, not, yeah, used, yeah. not used properly. Yeah, yeah. Um, she turned around and says, Why would I change Bond? Bond is a misogynistic, sexist, violent man. Yeah. Why? You don't change him because that's you're meant to have all the characters that balance that but character. This was wanted. It was the problem, wasn't it? Yeah. He wanted yeah. to put his version of things yeah, into Yeah, and no, the, you yeah. don't. You need to. Have, Bond's got to be. He's got to be a nasty piece of work. As the thing is, men want to be and women want to fuck him. Yeah, that's yeah. the basis of yeah, it. Yeah. Right? It's a blunt subject, you know. Blunt subject. He's a killer. He's a murderer. Simple as that. Right? And he that's just to add too much of it for me, that is. Yeah. And it did go with Roger Moore on really. Only because of the fact that Roger didn't feel comfortable. And actually, it, wouldn't, it doesn't suit Roger's. No, character. no, but that's what I was saying to you. I think that's the weakest part of him. It's the fight scenes that. Mm. that, that he just was not very, he didn't seem like very, but because he'd never really done them and he didn't like them. No, because well, he Connery did, did didn't like he? Yeah. He loved doing all that. So I read a thing about, I was looking after a little video with the fight scenes yeah. on YouTube and the, when the fight, fight corner was interviewed in the 80s, talking about Connery, said, 
Connery was like first there in the morning because he wanted to fucking do it. Yeah, exactly. He said before the stunt man, he wanted to do it. He wanted it, but also it's where he comes from. Yeah, yeah. He's a, comes from a hard Scottish working class background. You know, Roger isn't really. You know, he's very middle class and very. We don't ever think of him as a hard man. He's never. No, you think of him as a spy. You do think of him as a spy, and you. But you also think with Roger, he doesn't need to be violent towards a woman because Roger could charm a woman. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's how I see it anyway. You know, I mean, I'm speaking from that as how I see Roger. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, now, we do also have, as you said, Rodger in his hand glider there, which... One, is it the worst? It's the worst, it the worst well, effect ever. I think he probably right, is. He's what, what, 100 foot up? Yeah. And he's like, no... He's, no. But he's not even holding out, is he? He's just hanging there, having a smoking a cigar. With no breeze in him, <laughs> as if nothing's happened. It's like, hey! <laughs> he just casually comes, comes, comes down and knocks that bloke off the cliff. <laughs> It's like fucking police squad or something like that, isn't it? <laughs> Knocks everywhere apart from where it's coming, which is at the front. Now I put this here, right? Roger then gets changed into his cream linen suit, which is classic. <laughs> he goes up and then sort of like he's got he's been to that voodoo place, the tarot card place. How much did it cost him? To buy a pack of, know, of yeah. tarot cards just to have the lovers on it. Yeah, but also he's just taking it, taking it for red that Jane Seymour wants. He's taking it for red. Yeah. There's no thought of it. He's never done it. Well, straight up, oh, in there. Yeah, he's in there. She's a virgin. And the worst buddy ever. He's the only securities guy. He's a bloke on a cliff. Exactly. That, that's thought, it. What's it say there? Security is a bit shit. <laughs> right. He's like got you know billions of pounds worth of heroin. He spent all the time covering up like voodoo, and he's like just one bloke. Come back there, casually walking away. <laughs> he goes in. Jane Seymour's solitaire. She's a virgin. He's bought a pack of cards. He's so, like, so that's, he's, it. that's it. She's got to go with it. Then, go with it. There you go. <laughs> that's like, that's apparently that's what her mum did. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, and he just. <laughs> Classic Roger. Well, there's no sense going in half cocked. <laughs> <laughs> you find the drug plants, he escapes. Bus chase. What do you think of the bus chase? Actually, drove by a proper London bus driver. I like it, but it's like. It's do you not like? Do you not like the the top it, of it coming off? No, I don't mind that, but it's like them cars are not that quick if the car keeps up a fucking bus. <laughs> that's Skoda. What police cars are those? We can do things. I think, that, I think that's Skoda's. Also, yeah. David Meddings here. The well, there was, like, there was all loads of funny vehicle ones with Roger, weren't there? Because that was a 2CV and all yeah, that. Yeah. That didn't really happen under Connery, did it? No. And it no. don't happen, it didn't happen after me. I don't think it happened with Connery. Well, Connery did have a, a, a Sunbeam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't the best of cars, to be fair. Um, here we go for the taxi driver again. Mr. Tra- Mr. Taxi Chops. Look at them sideburns. I know. That's a bizarre thing. What is he working there for? How do you get there? I, I don't know, because you think he's obviously to do with them. Oh, it's to do with Kananga, because he's the one who's doing that. Like, all the people looking right. We need a new taxi driver. <laughs> right, let's get someone inconspicuous. I oh, know. We get a brother from the 1970s to drive We also then, he escapes. Of course he does. Solitaire, helping him out a little bit there. Still pretending to be against him and all this kind of stuff. What do you think about Mrs. Bell? Uh, the lady in the... <laughs> tell no. me, I can tell by your face. Is that... What? This is the weird thing about this film. That it's sort of really tough. And I like it. But then, just stupid bits in it. Where the, I think it was like this... Yeah, I, I like Ooh, I said, we've I got some planes here. Tonally, all over the place, this mm. film is, isn't it? It's sort of the most, one of the most serious bombs. Because when you think about it, you know... We always talk about this years ago. What was the problem with Bond when we talked about it in the 90s? That, oh, it needs to be made a bit more real. Yeah. This is probably the most real one about drug addiction. Yeah. But then I've seen stupid bits like the hang glider and the... And the driving the plane with the loses the wings. Yeah. So, same time again, Mrs. Bell. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Now this is where Bond also it gets caught. Of course, he goes back to another fillet of soul. You think you've done? You think you're bloody well getting oh, no. out, wouldn't you? So he sits in, he sits in another chair. And he goes underneath the ground. Yeah, at this point. and then Felix come back, and he's like, <laughs> "Buffett, where's he gone?" Do you realise he's disappeared? Yeah, he's just yeah. Oh, it's That's what I did. Well, I don't get it. Like, how did they know that he was Felix Leiter? I know. That's, that's that's a bit of a weird thing. But we get to see Mr. Big, who's also Mr. Mr. Kananga. Uh, pulls his makeup off, doesn't do it properly. No, no, because no. so that's a big thing. And a great uh, when they strap him to the chair, they're trying to get the watch off. Uh, Roger turns around and goes. Butter hook, ad libbed by Roger. There, oh, I love that, that butter hook line. Butter hook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Whisper comes in, of course. Uh, we all like Whisper. Now we do jump then to the crocodile farm. I love the crocodile farm. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. Everyone, I think everybody in, uh, under the sun knows how this was filmed. This is an actual proper crocodile farm run by a Mister Kananga, and that's where they got the name on for the villain in this. Because not all oh. that in the book. Um, it's Mr. Kananga who does the stunt and he does jump over the alligators they are real alligators it took six times to do that so they had to keep going out to get things and he did have snakeskin boot shoes on on the box set on the the making of on the the thing I've given you um, it is on there you do do see him doing the stunt so it's a a cracking thing I also like the fact that (laughs) Roger just kind of gets all the crocodiles in now that's a very small hut that is yeah, when you see them in there, it's a plant. Yeah, it's, it's true. a massive kind of laboratory in there. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I don't know. It's, like it's meant like to that. be underground. You think a little bit? Mm, I thought we were thinking about it too much. Are we thinking too much about it? Oh, I think so. Okay. Uh, now then, the speedboat chase. Love what it. Do you think about the speedboat? I love chase? it. It's a lot more shambolic than you remember. Because, yeah, like yeah. I said, you think it like, and you know, it's. I like it because it's so long. Yeah. That is about a twenty minutes chase. 20 isn't minutes, it? Yeah. And I like that. I, think I like it was three cha- weeks. It took to find I like chasing gun. I love speedboat chases. Mm. They don't do a lot in Bond anymore, do they? With boats, do they? No, I think there was a little bit in one of the Daniel Craig guns. I think there is another one in in Roger Moore's one. But it ended up being a... Uh, oh, not the one in, uh, in Venice. Venice with the, one, uh, no. the gondola, that... Uh, no, 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 no. With the, with the, double, the double tape pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> and the name of the whiskey going... That's why, really, we're not going to do too many 80s bonds, are we? No. Even though I liked them when I was a kid, you watch them now, their ones have dated really badly. They, you know? they have a little bit. But the speed... I mean, I love the fact that some of the speedboat, the boats go over the land... That's brilliant as well. I love that. And how much of that were they doing? Because they must have been doing a lot of it, the jumping and that. Oh, yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was all... Apart you know, from the white boat at the end, when he does, I, I think the ending's a bit... Because it's the black guy comes, and then, and then he's driving around. Well, we should point Then out. he drives past him and pulls that thing down. But don't do it, he's just going like... Oh, oh. <laughs> then he drives past him, he's not thinking, well, shoot him. He pulls loads of things on it, and then he goes up there and blows up. Because yeah. there's a lot of things like this, sitting in the seventies where things went even blew up really Yeah, bad. I mean, yeah, in Bullet, it happened with that. Well, it's like, you know, we do get to see, we do get to meet, for the first time, J.W. Pepper here, yeah. who, uh, as we point out, uh, does say quite a few uh, racist things, as, as you say, he calls... It's boy, it boy. just seems like... What are you doing, boy? Because I think they, they must have had, because realise he calls it to a white bloke like that, before, you, better, you better call it him as well. Do you think they did, or do you think he just called everyone boy? Because he calls the seems, police officer smart. It just seems smart. weird. Yes. Because he goes, I look at you, this ain't your first yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, there's, a, there's a racial profile. There's a serious racial profile going on there. The fact that the guy actually stands there going, "Yeah, this this police officer is gonna he's gonna have me over the bonnet in here and, and all yeah. that." It's, he says, uh, he, "He says over the hood." I oh, know, I think he yeah. should say bonnet. But um, yeah, the speed coach. But what makes me laugh is the fact that when he goes, uh, "I know who can get him." 
בילי בוב! מה סוני לא בילי בוב? אני לא חושב שהוא קורא בילי בוב. And it's the fact that, of course, he nicks it off Billy Bob. And he, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a black driver. And you can see the police officer, he goes, that's his son-in-law. Yeah, and you can yeah, tell yeah. there's that human. By the way, everyone instantly is an amazing speedboat. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to drive a speedboat. Really difficult. I, I, I think Roger Moore actually nearly broke two of his tooth because he did some of the stunt, only a little bit of the stunt driving on it. Because let's face it, we all know that Roger well, has some terrible uh, uh, <laughs> stunt. There's some bad stuntmen in this as well. It's not like that kind of really where you just had a white guy with, and then suddenly it's a black afro, <laughs> with an afro doing it. Um, yeah. But it is really good. You got in, they, they destroy a wedding, they land in a swimming pool and when they get back, obviously they have Roger like doing his tie going, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to play the clip uh, of J.W. Pepper uh, not, not really happy, shall we say. Hello, Felix. What are you doing here? We'll get to that later. Kananga's in town. He's got your girl with him. They just took off. Jesus, son of a bitch, I got him! What are you? Some kind of doomsday machine, boy? Well, we got a cage strong enough to hold an animal like you here. Captain, would you enlighten the sheriff, please? Yes, sir. J.W., let me have a word with you. J.W., Now, this fellow's from London, England. He's an Englishman working in cooperation with our boys. A sort of secret agent. Secret agent? On whose side? Uh, I did notice why, the way he says, we got some black Russians. We got some black Russians coming around here. So he's really done the stereotype there. Everyone everyone that uh, apparently America hates are Russians and uh, Louisiana blacks. So well done there. so you get some more voodoo time. You got the snakes going on here. I love all that kind of stuff. The man coming out of the grave. Now, that's a really good bloody model that is. Because so he's, 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 he's always what's rolled that? up. Yeah, what's that? Well, it's obviously a model. But yeah. was it a model at the beginning, or was that yeah. Baron Samadhi? Yeah. Not, so, but Bond's got his Magnum at this point, and he looks super cool. Roger does. Black turtleneck, black trousers, brown um, gun strap. Yeah. Mimics again by, of course, Daniel Craig for uh, the last Bond film, for the poster things. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. in honour of Roger there, because obviously Roger had passed away. Um, but it is absolutely, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I love the fact that you, you've got the gas canister bullets that yeah. comes out later on. And the first time you see Bond using his watch, when he, the magnetism on it, and also with the, the visor yeah, going yeah, around yeah, the yeah. school. Whisper getting caught in the, in the sofa. Yeah, yeah. Always makes me laugh. But like I said, I think the, my problem when I realised this here was... It's got really quite an underwhelming ending, really, for a bond, well, doesn't it? So they don't really go anywhere. They get there, think, right, this is the bit. And again, there's no guards. No, there's this no guards. Right. Why, why is the baddie, the cheap man, on his own guarding there? Also, also, that's it. Also, so the drugs are meant to go into these tubes, aren't they? So yeah. he's harvesting the, ju- the drugs. I seem to get the impression that he's selling drugs to his own people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It says that, doesn't it? it? Yeah. Why has he got... Why is, this, why is there water and sharks in there? No. What, what have they got to do with anything? I just think that the ending was sort of... I, I, I think it, I like but it's quite an underwhelming ending. There's no other baddies. Hmm. Right, and then he jumps in the water with him. Yeah. And, you know, Are you happy about the way Kananga dies? No. You think I, that's really good effects? I think it's really silly. Do you not? Do you not think it's just a, a balloon with a man drawn on it? <laughs> it obviously is, isn't it? You'd have a lot more blood and guts there, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd like to know when you read the book what the ending's yeah. like. Did you, like did you like the, the pun? Yeah, he had an inflated opinion of no. his life. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, it's like all I could think of. Was it like, them two, I thought, where's all these mm. voodoo army and all that? Where are they all? 
Well, Where's him in the Where's him? Snippy snips. Well, he's no, no, snippy snips. He's in the bag, right? Now he he turns <laughs> up in the bag on the I train, hiding in a massive bag. Well, it must be a massive bag. Someone who's six foot seven, right? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. then cuts his way out. But how does he do that for yeah. start? Yeah, 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 yeah. He gets out. How does he find the room? No, no. And you've done this with uh, Robert Shaw a lot better. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. About it's just like they must have thought, oh, that was an amazing bit yeah. with Robert Shaw. Let's sort of do that with Roger Moore. Not quite the same. But I do so, think... I, I do. <laughs> yeah, the way he looks at it, he goes, oh, God! <laughs> but I do, like the, I do like the way they kill him, where they throw him out the window. Yeah, I like that, mate. But the fact that, no, this is what I don't get. How does he close the window? Good point, yeah, really. Because he's all... Hang- oh, yeah, there yeah. You go. And then, of course, you do get back and some of the... Uh, <laughs> just... <laughs> he does say that the pun there, he goes, oh, just being disarming, darling. Yeah, no, yeah, but yeah. I do like the fact that when he goes, uh, lesson, lesson three, he's, uh, he goes, is it time for lesson three? Yeah, 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 a bit yeah. more love making going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like that. But... I know, I love it. It's like I said, I think it's such a fun film. And like I said, I think you can see the first little drips of where they were experimenting Heady, Heady with. Too. Yeah. And Bob might have been a bit early to do some of that stuff earlier. Yeah. I think it works a bit more because I think Bond then became the pun. It was like, you know, everyone loved Roger's kind of things. And, and Brosnan did a few of them as well. Daniel Craig can't because he's got really, he doesn't really have that kind of, I'm sure he does have a, a dark sense. Even though he's quite a funny bloke. He's a really funny guy. I just don't think he's very good at the, getting it across, is he? He mm. comes across as quite... But he's supposed to be quite laughing. I, I, think, I think with Craig, I think the fact he took Bond too soon, I think it got to him. I think he found it too, too, too stressful. As Roger just went with the flow, didn't he? He was just grateful to have a job and stuff like that. We do have some comments, Cal. We do have some comments. We have some comments. Here they are. Just Adams, I hope that I am not too late to send in a comment for the show. Live and Let Die is one of my favourite Bond films, and it's got a great pre-title sequence. The lovely Madeline Smith, a great villain. The cab driver and Teehee are two of my favourites among the henchmen. The speedboat chase is brilliant, Seriously. and in this film, I don't hate the sheriff, thankfully. I was lucky enough to meet Madeline Smith after a Cue the Music show. What a lovely lady, and I even got a photo with her. Looking forward to the show. Cheers. Now, uh, Cue the Music, I should point out, have announced they are, because that's stopped because of money, and uh, they've announced they are coming back, so I'm looking forward to seeing Cue the Music. Ah. Uh, Neil Fitzgibbons, what a fabulous name. It's his brilliant name, isn't it? He says, I love LALD. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. Ian Higgins, my absolute favourite Bond movie. I think because yeah, I think if you're in our age, that late thirties, early fifth, early fifties, mm. this was like the sort of when you watch it when you were younger. It's like this seemed different than the other Bonds. Yeah, he didn't have the big. Like I said didn't have the super villain in the castle and mm, all that. It was yeah. a bit more down and dirty. Down and dirty work, yeah. Eh? And the music is really cool. All the, really fact, the soundtrack is really good. Uh, Mark Bennett, uh, the first Bond movie I saw and in the cinema. I remember being stood outside oh. the Capitol in Queen Street, Cardiff, like it was yesterday. I remember staring at the publicity shot in total awe, Roger looking through a bullet shot glass panel. And in hindsight, my mother did take me to see a disproportionate amount of Roger Moore films as a kid. I can also recommend this account written by Roger Moore, the filming, which I've got. It's really good. It's really good. I read it a few years ago and it's highly insightful and informative. It is film diary. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark Brockbank says, Ah, Madeline Smith's all too brief stint to the Bond girl. Outside chance of her appearing in the cast of another 1973 choice, I wonder. Hmm, maybe. It is in the, the computer cal. It's in the, the oh, yeah. randomizer. Yeah, yeah, it's in the brain. Yeah. Uh, Sean Connery turned down some trivia. Sean Connery turned down then astronomical sun of 5.5 million 
That's 32 million in today's. Yeah. Did he ever regret it? No. Nope. Did he regret it? <laughs> no. no. To play James Bond for Sevilla, Connery gave Roger Moore his personal seal of approval for inheriting his role, calling him an ideal Bond. The producers offered Clint Eastwood the role of James Bond, fresh from his success with Dirty Harry. He was flattered but declined alongside um, Burt Reynolds by saying Bond should be portrayed by. An it could never been Clint Eastwood. It couldn't be Clint. It- I've never yeah. heard him do any other accent apart from American no. accent. Clint Eastwood plays Clint Eastwood everything. In everything there. Uh, Roger Moore was 45 when he made this film. Uh, the movie holds the record for the most watched movie to be broadcast on British television when it was shown on ITV on January the 20th, 1980. It attracted 23 yeah. and a half million viewers. There were only three television channels back then in 1980 and no home computers. I'm sure that's when I first saw this. Oh, it must have because I don't know if it was the band I always wanted to watch when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. It was always the one that was, oh, go watch that one. Uh, This is a big thing about the the film. Uh, This is the first time in the Bond series that a rock song was used in the main title song. So Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney wrote the song and it charted in the US on July the 7th, 1973 and peaked at number two when it stayed there for three weeks. In the UK, it debuted on the July 9th, 1973. It went to number nine. Yeah. McCartney paid for the orchestra used for the song from his own pocket. Rolling Stone magazine accused McCartney of selling out to the establishment when he was announced that he would be providing the theme song to this film. As it transpired, McCartney became the first artist to be nominated for a Best Song Academy Award for a James Bond title track. Ah, right. Uh, Solitaire is the only character to ever beat James Bond in a card game. Ah, right, I suppose so, yeah, yeah. He's interesting for you. Regular Bond voiced artist Nicky Van Der Zaal dubbed much of Jane Seymour's dialogue. I can't. I don't know. Well, she, she dubbed all, um, uh, Bridget... In Doctor No. Uh, oh, uh, 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 Ursula Andress. No. Ursula Andress. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. And also Sylvia Trench. Uh, he, I dubbed. think it went on quite a lot, dubbing in the she, second And she did quite a, quite a few. So there we go. So I think it's only time, Cal. We don't have a, a, an email from uh, our man. He's still in prison. Where is he? Don't know. Who knows? He's probably in his underground home. But I give you the privilege of us turning on, what? turning on the waffle on 1973 randomizer. Oh. Look at this, Cal. Look, oh, look at me turning oh, it on there. Oh my God! Let me give you a shake. I'm giving it, the computer's giving it a shake, Cal. May you produce February. Here we go. Make sure you pick what? There you go. Announce it, my friend. The f- the next film will be dun, dun, dun. Day of the Jackal. Day of the Jackal. Fuck twenty more time. French style icons. Here we go. Now is it on Amazon or do we have to buy it? I think it's on Amazon. You know, because I watched it on Amazon. Do you want to keep the the heavy randomizer yeah, here? Yeah, we'll do it when you. Because yeah. it's very heavy, Cal. Yeah, yeah, we got to. I'm not too yeah, sure yeah, I can yeah. carry that. And again. it's so fragile. It's very. We're going to break up the calibration on the way back oh, in the car. Good word. I like it. Let me let me leave the very expensive randomizer there for you. So everyone, uh, our first of the 1973 run. We hope you enjoy it. Again, as usual, we're very wafty the way through it. You should be used to it by now. Um, Kel, anything you want to finish off? No, I just want to say thanks to all listeners to keep on listening. It means a lot to us. It does indeed, because uh, no one ever liked us when we were younger. Yeah. So it's nice that someone does now. <laughs> Even if it's only one other person, but yeah. in our head, it's millions. It's millions, millions, mate. That's how we could afford the randomizer. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so we'll see you next month. Take care, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast.com 
at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. was the sixth attempt on the life of President de Gaulle. In desperation, the OAS terrorists hired a professional killer. His code name, The Jackal. This is a once-in-a-lifetime job. Whoever does it can never work again. How much do you want? Half a million. What? In cash. I'd like to know how you expect us to find half a million dollars so quickly. A desperate plan. Nothing left to chance. Every chilling detail. Time to the second. How do you stop the jackal? How do you stop the clock? Commissioner Berthier, we're in trouble on this one, since not even the OAS know who he is. Action service can't destroy him. Territorial surveillance can't pick him up at the border because they don't know what he looks like. An unparalleled manhunt. A determined and relentless killer. Impossible to know. Impossible to stop. Every chilling moment of Frederick Forsyth's sensational book, brilliantly filmed by director Fred Zinnemann. He's vanished. I don't think we really ever had any idea what kind of man you've been pursuing. Hey, excuse me. It's just occurred to me that we've got two days to catch the jackal. Of course, liberation. That's what he's been waiting for. Step by step, with fascinating precision, the jackal moves closer to the moment of kill, to the day of the jackal.